Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. How are we doing this morning, church? Good, good. It's awesome. I, I love being here on a Sunday morning. I've, I don't know about you, but I've had one of those weeks. My week started end of last, well, this time last Sunday, or actually lunchtime last Sunday, Caleb and I both came down with a terrible vomiting bug, which was awful. But amazingly, which is like absolutely a miracle, Josh didn't get sick, which I can't believe because I had to ask Caleb to come back from night church because I couldn't move without throwing up. And he just amazingly has remained completely well, uh, which is awesome. So just giving thanks to God. But what I love is that no matter what our week is like, we come, we come in on a Sunday and we're just in a place where we're surrounded by family. We're surrounded by the joy of other people. We're surrounded by moments of celebration, like hearing about little Charlotte. And I, I love that that's something that we can take no matter what our week is like, that actually God is there and He's positioned us together. And it's really easy when you have a tough week to kind of get a little bit isolated. And sometimes you're sick and so you need to kind of have time out, <laughs> which is good for the rest of us. Uh, but in lots of ways, just that ability to come together to make a decision, I'm going to be in the house of God on a Sunday because I know I go away from Sundays feeling like, man, I can do this because I've got awesome family with me. I can do this because I know who my God is and I've spent time with my family together in His presence. And I think that's so powerful that we get to do that every week. Uh, So I encourage you, just don't let little circumstances keep you from coming. I mean, I'm talking to the converter, right? You're all here this morning. Um, But it's easy. It's easy when you have a hard week to think, oh, oh, it just won't matter. Though actually, it's just too hard this morning. But I think, man, there's got to be a resolve in us that says, no, I've got to be in the house of God on a Sunday morning and a Sunday night. If that's you, that would be awesome. But yeah, is that good? Cool. We love to be a responsive church. So if you think it's good on the inside, you can let it out uh, with your voices. Yeah, that's good. It's cool. I... This, this morning's sermon is something that I, I want you to, to take away. So at the end of the sermon, sometimes we have a chance where we're going to pray for people. But this morning, I'm wanting you to actually activate something yourself. So when you're hearing it, I want you to think, okay, actually, what is this for me this week in my life? Is that cool? That's good. I wanted to show you some pictures first of all. So I don't know about you, when you think of lighthouses, you're cool, Rach, thank you so much. That was beautiful. You can um, can take your seat too. When you think of lighthouses, I don't know about you, sometimes you might think about this. This is a story for people, especially primary school teachers will know. This is the lighthouse keeper's lunch. It's a story um, about a lighthouse keeper whose lunch always gets stolen by these pesky seagulls, as you can see there. Uh, but that might be what you think about when you think of lighthouses. Um, you might think of uh, something like the Cape Brianga Lighthouse, which is awesome. It's amazing if you've never been there. It's at the top of the North Island. Really recommend it. It's amazing. It's cool because this ocean meets like in this kind of path. The two parts of the ocean come together and it's amazing at the very top of our country. So highly recommend that. The other one you might have seen is this. This is Cape Egmont Lighthouse, which is uh, in the Taranaki. Beautiful. So Mount Egmont or Mount Taranaki behind it. But lighthouses are pretty cool. This is the world's Oldest lighthouse. This lighthouse is pretty amazing. It's coming. There you go. So this is a picture of the world's oldest lighthouse because the world's oldest lighthouse doesn't exist anymore. It's called the Pharos of Alexandria. 
uh, and I'll get the details right. It was uh, it's one of kind of the seven wonders of the world, and it was built in 280 BC, uh, and it survived for 1,500 years, which is pretty amazing. It was like 45 stories tall, which is pretty impressive. Uh, and so it got damaged by earthquakes, and then it kind of got uh, left, and it became a ruin, and it no longer exists. Um, but it's just quite cool. Um, but lighthouses, you know, sometimes you watch a romantic movie, and they love to, like, position the, the characters by this lighthouse. You know, this is, that's like, we kind of, I don't know what it is about lighthouses, but there's something about it that just romantic movies just are attracted to that kind of thing. But Lighthouses serve an incredibly important uh, role in, in nautical navigation. If you've ever been on the ocean, uh, you'll know that a lighthouse is a very important. And modern day lighthouses look quite different to some of those kind of lighthouses. But I wanted to, to go on this little journey with you this morning uh, and just to kind of think around the concept of a lighthouse. Is that cool? Who's been to a lighthouse before in their part? Yep, cool. So just imagine that uh, where you're there. Um, this morning, I wanted to read a story by Bill Hybels. Now, um, he's an amazing uh, leader from the States. He is the pastor of Willow Creek Church, an incredible church in America. And he talks about this story about when he went sailing with his dad. So he likes to go sailing. And I wanted to read you the story because it kind of captures something for me. And it says this. When I was eight years old, my dad had taken me out sailing on Lake Michigan. If you've ever been on Lake Michigan, you understand how utterly inadequate the word lake is to describe this massive body of water. Plunging to a depth of 925 feet, it holds a volume of 1,180 cubic miles of water, with a surface area of 22,300 square miles, which we don't work in miles, but it's a lot of water in one place. So basically an ocean surrounded by land. And now this one day when they were going out, the weather on the lake was volatile, and uh, often on the lake uh, there's weather like this, and so the the bottom is littered with hulls of ships, big and small, that never made it back to port. And so his dad loved to tell him stories about all of these uh, ships, all of these past shipwrecks, things that had happened, and so he knew as a boy uh, that Lake Michigan was pretty dangerous, and so you had to be really careful when you were out there. And on this particular day, they left uh, from the port of South Haven, and they set out heading for Chicago, which is on the other side of the lake, and where they had some business they wanted to conduct when they got to the other side. And so when they set off, there was just a kind of a fresh breeze blowing in the air. Uh, And so their sails filled, and off they went, and uh, they, uh, after a while... Uh, what had been a light breeze turned into kind of a stiff wind, and then uh, a little bit later on, the visibility got really poor, and it turned into quite a raging gale. Uh, And so they were all of a sudden uh, in a full-blown storm out on Lake Michigan uh, in this sailing ship. And uh, as as an eight-year-old boy, he's pretty uh, aware of the dangers of this lake and what can happen. And so they fought the storm for more than 10 hours So they were on the lake for more than 10 hours, and they were just making really, really sluggish progress. Uh, And before darkness fell, uh, as the sun dipped really below the horizon, and uh, even as a boy, he knew that it was really, really easy to miss the entrance to the harbor. And if they missed the entrance to the harbor, uh, then it wasn't going to be a good situation. They were going to be stuck. And, and so they knew that they had to be really close. He knew by the, the place that they were and what they'd seen that, that the harbor had to be pretty close. Uh, but they're sitting there, uh, and the, the weather conditions made it almost impossible for them to see anything. Uh, and 
his mind race, he said, I kept quiet, not wanting to interrupt my dad's concentration. And so they're gazing out into the darkness. You can't see almost anything. And there at last, his dad points out, just off the starboard bow, a light. I turned my gaze in the direction he was pointing, and in the distance, a vivid pinpoint of red light could be seen above the crashing waves. It was the Chicago Breakwater Lighthouse, and it was built more than 120 years ago. This lighthouse has welcomed innumerable vessels to the side of safety. Twenty long, drenching minutes later, they passed beneath the lighthouse's beam and entered the gentle waters of the Chicago Harbor, safe and sound. Now, I... Um, I'm a little bit of a wuss, and I uh, hope it's okay because we're family, I can tell you this. But the ocean is, I've, I've got a healthy kind of like respect, I like to think of it, for the ocean. I don't know about you, but you know, I'm like, there's just always stuff that brushes against your leg when you're in the water. I don't know about you. I, I grew up next to a lake, like um, my little family had a little beach house at Taubo, so I kind of, I guess I'm probably a lake snob. But when it comes to that, like I, the ocean, you know, you've got a healthy respect for the ocean. And, uh, and when I look at lighthouses, I'm amazed. You know, you see those images of, of the waves crashing against these massive lighthouses, but they serve an incredibly important purpose. And, and in life, I don't know about you, but sometimes I think it can feel a bit like we're in the situation that Bill Hybels was in. You know, that sometimes we're in a situation where we, things seem to start off kind of as we were expecting them to go. And then all of a sudden, we're in this place where the visibility is poor or, or it seems like the wind has got up. And we're kind of stuck thinking, oh my goodness, where am I and how am I going to get back to safe harbour? You know, how am I going to get back to that place? And it doesn't have to be physically. That can be just situations in life. Sometimes we're drawn out to a place and we're standing on the bow of our ship going, I don't know what I'm going to do right now because if I can't see the light, I have no idea how to get myself from this situation. And what I love is that God provides a hope and a light for us to come back in our situations. And uh, in life, we really need light that directs us back to places of safety, directs us back to safe harbor. And what's amazing as Christians is we've got the Word of God as the light that brings us home. And if um, Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Your Word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. And I've been thinking about this because the Word of God is incredibly powerful to give us direction in our lives. And it, it provides a light to direct us in situations. And we all need vivid points from Scripture in order to be able to, 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 to kind of guide us into situations. And uh, some things that resonate with us that say, hey, actually, this is a reference point in my life. And so no matter what the situation's going on, no matter what the size of the waves are right now, that I've got something that I know that I can hold on to uh, that actually will bring me back to the place of safety. And because life is going to throw all sorts of things at us. Sometimes we have an awesome week. Sometimes we have a challenging week. Uh, and actually, sometimes we wonder, man, God, I said I'd choose to follow you, but I didn't know it would quite work out like this. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like that. And other times it's like, man, God, this is way cooler than I could have ever imagined in my whole entire life. But in both of those situations, we need a light that keeps us focused. We need a, a place and a point of reference where we say, hey, actually, God, this is what you've called me to do. And see, it's easy sometimes to make 
decisions based on the opinions of other people. Someone says it's a really good idea, you think, oh yeah, that's a good idea, yeah, I should think about that. And it's not a bad thing necessarily to do that, but you know, people are imperfect and situations happen and, and sometimes challenges come and it's easy when that happens, if we've made decisions based on that person or that situation, that actually when, when something happens and it disappoints the way we think about it, then all of a sudden we're a bit adrift because we're like, well, hold on. Ah, oh, but, ah, oh, well, I, you know, I was trusting that situation or that person, and then all of a sudden we're in this place. But what's amazing is I think that the Word of God isn't like that. You know, the Word of God is something that we can put our trust in, that, you know, we're never going to be disappointed by it. But what we have to do is allow it to have a work in our life so that actually it's that thing that we need. And so this morning I wanted to encourage you to, to, to have some things that I like to call lighthouse verses, that I, I wanted to think around the idea of what a lighthouse verse is, because this morning, I think, as believers, we need to have the Word of God as the thing that directs us, and the first thing about lighthouses is that they guide people home. You know, what's cool, different lighthouses in the world have different markings. I don't know if you know, so back in the day before we had GPS and things like that, they they had to paint them differently because when you came in from the ocean and you saw a lighthouse, you know, how do you know that this lighthouse isn't that lighthouse, you know, 100 kilometres down the, the, the coast or whatever? And so they painted them different colours and different designs in order to kind of help people recognise, ah, oh, this is the lighthouse, yep, I'm near home, or I go, you know, north or south or whatever, and I find uh, the place that I'm home. And they, lighthouses are important because they give people an idea of how far you've come or, or how far you've yet to travel. Uh, and for us, a lighthouse verse is like that. It's a scripture, a short, short passage of scripture that resonates with you in a personal way and continually guides you back to the mission and the vision for your life. And for me, uh, I, when I was a teenager, I know the key verse for me in my life was Jeremiah 29, uh, verse 11 to 13. And for many of you, you may have also had this verse, and it says, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. And for me personally, that's been an incredibly significant verse in my life, that actually I think about it as a, a lighthouse that's drawn me back to the mission that God has for me. And uh, for me as a teenager, I remember continually coming to that and thinking, hey, actually, the truth is that God has a plan for my life. That the truth is uh, that he promises that if I seek him wholeheartedly, then actually I will find him. And when you allow that to kind of sink in, that's a pretty amazing thought, right? That actually if we seek God wholeheartedly, that we will find him. And I, I, I'm thankful that it's a good plan. That it's a plan that doesn't lead us to destruction, that actually when we trust in God, that we know that it's a good plan that he has for us. And it's something, man, the key for building our faith upon. You know, is saying, hey, actually, I've got a promise here that I can build my faith upon. For me, that was a key thing, that I, it wasn't just a good decision. It wasn't just a, a good thought, a kind of a, a good plan based on what somebody else had said, but actually that I was seeking the will of God for my life. And so for us, there's uh, moments in Scripture 
where we come and we can hold on to the fact that God has promises for us and we can uh, seek after those. And what's cool is that, you know, even if we can't hear him, we can come back to the point of, like, hey, God, I know that actually you have a good plan for my life, that even if something challenging is going on right now for me, that the truth is the light that brings us home is to say, hey, actually God's got a good plan for my life. And so for me, that verse has been amazingly powerful. And maybe you've got a verse like it. And and as I go, I would love you to kind of be thinking about those things because I think we all need verses like this. You know, this morning, I want to encourage you that actually we need to have verses that are things that guide us back to the truth. Because if we just rely on people, then they're going to let us down. But if we rely on the Word of God, uh, then we'll find our way to the plans and purposes that God has for us. See, a lighthouse verse keeps you anchored in the truth and continually calls you back to the things that matter most. There are verses that say, hey, actually, no, no, that's not the plan that I have for you. This is what I've asked you to do. And calling us back to, hey, don't get distracted by all that other stuff because these are the things that are important in life. Pastor Bill Hubbles, he shares in his book, Simplify, he's got a, a lighthouse verse. He uh, talks about 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. He says this, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And for him, he talks about the fact that it helps to clarify in his life what matters most and helps him to keep focused on the work of God that God has for specifically for him. And it encourages him, hey, actually, I need to remain steadfast in these situations, that I won't be moved by things that happen and keep anchored on what God's asked them to do. And I think for each one of us, you know, having verses that guide us home, that when we're out there, when things are happening, that actually we come back to them and say, hey, this is what you've promised me, God. These are the things that you're calling me into, that actually those things will be powerful enough to do that work in our lives. So the first thing that they should do is guide you home. The second thing about lighthouses is this. Lighthouses, they focus light so it can be seen for a long way off. Yeah, when you think about light... Like if they just let the light go out in all directions, uh, it would be a lot less powerful. It would be hard to make it as powerful. But they have these things. uh, So this is kind of olden day lighthouses, not so much modern day so many. Uh, But they had these things called fresnel lenses. That's about fresnel. But they put these lenses over the light. And they were designed that they'd intensify the beam in one direction so that they would keep the beam in one direction so that the it would turn around and then things would be able to see it, you know, that the idea was that it would be intense and uh, intended uh, to be aligned so that it would be more powerful and able to be seen a longer way away. I I love that thought because I think, man, focus and intention is really important. And what was really important for, so they had lighthouse keepers and they'd live at the lighthouse, which must have been a crazy experience some days. And they'd go up and they'd have to actually clean the lenses. So when they used a wick, when they used like a flame, uh, they actually had to keep the wick trimmed and they had to get rid of uh, smoke because if it smoked and it wasn't burning efficiently, that it would diminish the light. 
And for us, a lighthouse versus serves as a light to call us to action and focus, focus us in the current season we are in life or in life as a whole. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. And I I love this verse. For me, there's a focus in this verse that says, hey, actually God's uh, made a plan for each one of our lives, that we are his masterpieces, that he intended for us uh, to be able to do good works in his name, that there was something that we get when we're created anew in Christ Jesus. And I like that thought because I was thinking about the concept of the light being diminished. And, and, you know, life kind of, sometimes it diminishes the light because things that aren't the truth kind of get over us and then slowly our light starts to kind of shrink down and down and down until, you know, we're kind of feeling like, man, I was just really on fire. People could tell that I, like God was in me and then slowly things happen. Maybe condemnation comes or doubt or the enemy just kind of puts stuff in the way and slowly it just like the smoke kind of gets over our situations. But a, a verse like this, it's like, wiping that away and saying, hey, actually, no, I'm coming back to the truth. And the truth is that I'm God's masterpiece, that I was created anew in Christ Jesus. And that's amazing, you know, that we're called to do the good things that he has planned for us long ago. See, I think this kind of verse calls destiny out of us. You know, that he, that he calls us and he says, hey, I want you to see yourself not as you are, but as I see you. That actually I've got an amazing plan for your life and that I want you to know that. I want you to be able to, to, to shine in a way that, man, that there's a focus to your light, that you're not letting your light just kind of go everywhere, but actually you're focusing on what I've really called you to do. And it's easy, you know, when things happen, it's easy to get discouraged or to, to lose focus on where we're going. And we kind of begin sometimes to doubt with, oh, I'm not sure, God, if I've got what it takes. You know, you've asked me to do this thing, but, you know, opposition comes, or all of a sudden one thing happens and we think, oh, man, maybe I didn't hear right. You know, and actually for us, I think coming back to this verse and staying on the truth that, God, no, you've called me to be your masterpiece. That you've given me this and that we can stand on that so that when situations come, we're not easily blown over. You know, that we're not easily put away, that actually there's a light and a focus to our lives that we can declare the promises that God has for us over our lives. And uh, all of you will know who Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. is. He's a, um, the leader of the civil rights movement in the United States. And he had a verse, and one of his verses was Amos 5.24. And it said this, let justice roll, But let justice roll on like a, a river. Let righteousness like a never-failing stream. And for him, you know, that, that actually identified for him the God-ordained call on his life and served as a promise for him, hey, that's available for each one of us, that righteousness uh, is available for every person. And, you know, for us, we can have verses like that, that focus us and call us to action, because a lighthouse verse calls you, there's something in you that kind of sparks. You know, when you read a verse, sometimes and you think, man, there's something in that for me. Being able to have verses that we hold on to that focus us again back to what God's called us to do. So that's the second thing about lighthouses. 
The third thing, and this is something that, I mean, is pretty straightforward. I think this is the whole function of a lighthouse. But they illuminate the safe passage and they highlight danger. And you know, you know that uh, lighthouses are often positioned in places where there might be rocky outcrops or there's uh, like shoals or uh, things under the water, reefs uh, or near sandbars and those kind of things. But they're designed to illuminate safe passage so that uh, the ships can pass uh, safely and know the right places to go and the wrong places to go. And now we don't use them so much with GPS, um, but they were positioned at specific points to know where the coastline was. You know, that in moments of poor visibility that you had a light to be able to direct. And uh, the, the idea was that they would keep people from running aground or for things being wrecked. And I think for us, a, a lighthouse verse is a verse that beckons us back to safe harbour when we stray too far offshore. And it protects us from running aground or from getting ourselves in difficult situations. And I don't know about you, sometimes I... I like to sit in my quiet times, and there's just that moment where you're just sitting and meditating on a verse, that actually in those moments, maybe you're in your special chair, or you've gone out to your favorite place, or you are uh, wherever it is, but there's just an incredible peace and joy that comes, uh, and just reflecting on the goodness of God and the love that He has for you. And just for me, I remember during the earthquakes that there was a verse, I was a primary school teacher during that time. And for me, I remember with my class, we'd often talk about the verse, uh, Psalm 46, verse 1. And it says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. And for me, that was in this season, a time of coming back to that and being with my class and saying, God, we don't need to be afraid. Because actually we can stand on the word of God, which says that God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. Now, I can say that to them. And what's cool, I taught at a Christian school, and so it's nice, you know. But actually, the, more than just saying that to them, I can say, hey, in the word of God, it says that God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. And so for us, when we come to places, when we're coming in situations in our life, where we're feeling like, man, I'm not sure where to go, what to do, that actually the Word of God illuminates safe passage for us. That it can highlight, hey, actually, you know, because we, we can pick and choose. And, and what I think is powerful is that all of the Word of God is important. So please don't hear what I'm not saying today. Uh, but what it is, that sometimes there are verses for us, and, and they might be verses that challenge you. A bit, because sometimes actually we need the word of God to bring us back to a place of safety that we've strayed too far away or we're getting too close to the shore. And so we need the word of God. We have to allow it to actually do its work in us uh, so that it protects us and keeps us in a safe place. And for me, that you know, the season of the earthquakes, that time it was remembering, hey, God is our ever present help. You know, that in situations that he's always with us. And Billy Graham, you know, a famous evangelist from the United States, at one point in his life, he had the verse, Psalm 16, verse 11. You make known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. And that's cool, you know, for people who knew him, they talked about the joy that overflowed out of him, that there was a, 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 a presence that obviously he'd spent time with God and that actually they could just see that in everything that he did. 
But I think we need to allow the Word of God to bring us back to safe harbour. I, I love the verse, Matthew 6.33. It says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and He will give you everything you need. See, that's a great life, a, a verse to build your life upon. That actually when we seek God first, you know, as a student, that's an incredible verse. As an older person, a young teenager, anyone, that building our lives upon the verses that say, hey, actually, let's seek God's kingdom first. Let's follow the direction that He's showing us. And, you know, the Word of God is incredibly powerful. Spending time in the Word of God is really important for us to allow it to do its work in our life. And this morning, you know, I think God desires that we don't run aground. He desires that we don't get taken out by sandbars that are hidden under the ocean. That actually His desire is that He would direct us to safe passage. That He would position us in places where we can flourish. But there's an understanding that we actually have to own that each one ourselves. And for Caleb and I... One of the verses that for us really in our marriage has been really significant and, and for us really is a lighthouse verse is Joshua 24 verse 15. And it says this, But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day who you will serve, whether the God of your ancestors, uh, sorry, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the God of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. See, we had that on our order of service at our wedding. Oh, sorry. See, that's a declaration for our family. Thanks, Shelley. Sorry, I don't like crying in front of you. You know, there's, there's a declaration in that for us. You know, every day, it's a choice. It's a choice to serve God. It's a choice to make that decision that, you know, you can choose. We might not have the gods of the Euphrates, but there are things in this world, and we have to choose every day who we're going to serve. And, and there are moments when I don't really necessarily like reading that verse. Because there are moments where it's hard to come back because I feel like right now, God, I just don't know if I've necessarily got what it takes to get back to that place. But I come back to saying, hey, no, I made a decision. That, uh, that that was going to be something that I was going to build my life upon. We made a decision at our wedding that, hey, we're going to declare it before our loved ones that actually as for me and my household, we would serve God. And so these moments when we allow the Word of God to actually be something in our life that's like a, like a line in the sand, for you this morning, I want to ask you, do you have verses like this? Do you have verses that actually it doesn't take somebody else saying, hey, come on, that actually it's the Word of God in your life that, that brings the transformation, that it's the Word of life, the God in your life that says, hey, you said that as for me and my household, you were going to serve the Lord. 
And today you're just doing your own thing. Because actually we need the Word to be able to be the thing that motivates us. We need to be the word, allow the Word to be the thing that, that when we see a problem in the world that we say, hey, actually it's not somebody else's problem, that I'm the one who can be the solution to that thing. You know, that we're not here on a Sunday having this pep talk, but actually that the Word of God is the thing that is going to be spurring us forward. And this morning, if you don't, that's okay, but make a decision that you're going to allow God to do those things in your life, that you're going to find those verses that actually you can stand upon. And for you, I wanted to just finish with four thoughts. Uh, for you, yeah, <laughs> there's things for you this morning. If you don't have verses, I just wanted to give you a couple of thoughts around how to find a verse for yourself or how to find verses for yourself. Because I think for each one of us, actually having things like this is really, really important. The first thing is this. Find a verse that calls you to action. Find a verse that, that calls you to action, that spurs something in your heart that says, I'm going to do what God's called me to do. I'm going to find the plan of God for my life. I'm going to find the thing that I've been called to do. And not necessarily telling you exactly what to do, uh, but maybe it's, you know, finding something that's saying, hey, choose for today who you're going to serve. That if you want to have um, Joshua 24 verse 15, you can have it as well. But something for you that says, hey, you've got to be motivated that there's a race to run in life, that there's a prize that you're going for that's eternal and that you can find something that calls you into that place of action. That actually you'll be spurred on by the verse that doesn't kind of leave you in a space of being able to sit and feel really comfortable about life the whole time. But there's something in it that motivates you to say, hey, actually it's possible to dream and believe for the things that God has said. That's the first one. The second one is find something that's personalized to you. Maybe find a verse where you need extra encouragement in life, where there's something in it that's just like an extra reinforcement for you. Find a verse that supports something in an area where you maybe think, man, I'm weak in that, but there's a promise in that that I can hold on to and believe for this season of my life with God. For me, you know, I read Joshua 24 verse 15 and I, I feel like God says to me, Penny, you've got to choose today who you're going to serve. That every morning when you wake up, you make a decision that you can serve money, you can serve the world, you can serve all sorts of things or you can choose to serve me. But it's a choice and I get to make that every day. And for me personally, that's something that spurs me on. That's something that, that comes to me and says, hey God, actually I can choose that today. I can choose to do that. So that's the second thing, finding it personalized verse. The third thing is committing it to memory. And that's a journey you can go on, but find it, put it in places where you can uh, see it during the day. Find a place where you can commit it to memory because there's moments in life where things are going to happen and actually it's coming back to that verse that's really, really important. And I, I wanted to find the story for you because I wanted to get it correct. But I was listening once on Radio Rima and it was talking about these men. Uh, and one of them had remembered Psalm 23. Uh, and they were in the war and their uh, boat, uh, well, their plane got shot down and they were in the ocean. Uh, and they were a whole lot of men in the ocean together. 
Uh, and uh, it was a crazy, crazy story. So I want to say that I'm remembering this from what I heard. But what was amazing is that the sharks kind of started circling around them. And this one guy knew this one verse about the Psalm 23, that actually that God was with them and that they were the good shepherd. And so he just repeated it over and over and over again. And they were in the ocean for a really long time. I'm not going to tell you how long because I can't remember. But long enough for, for people to sadly pass away. But what was amazing is that the men who survived talked about the one thing that helped keep them in a place of, of hope and safety was that the verse was able to work in their lives in that moment, to bring them hope in their situation. And for me, I think, man, that actually having verses that we can recount at a moment's notice, there's something powerful in that. We don't necessarily have to remember them all, but there's something powerful in being able to come back to that and use it as a weapon and say, hey, actually, no, I'm not going to be discouraged in this situation. I'm not going to let that thing happen because I know the Word of God, that I've got it as a tool I can use in my life. And so finding a verse that you can commit to memory is really good. And the last one is find something that's really hope-filled. Choose a verse that leaves you feeling better than you feel before you read it. Choose something that spurs you on. Sometimes, you know, the, the truth of Scripture is really important, but we need verses that spur us to do things, to believe uh, that God's goodness is for us rather than being completely aware of always our shortcomings before Him. So find verses that fill you with hope. Find verses that are uplifting. Find verses that, that you go away believing for the things that God said, that you go away knowing that God wants to do great things through you and that that flows out into the people in your world. And this, this morning, you know, the response is not going to be that you come down the front and what someone prays for you. Today, I want to ask you to respond in a different way. I want you to go and have a think this afternoon. Do I have a verse or do I have verses that are like lighthouses for me? Am I allowing the Word of God to be the thing that draws me home? Am I allowing the Word of God to be the thing that highlights safe passage that says, hey, actually, this is the focus of where your life is going to go? Because I think that God wants each one of us to be able to do that. That He's got verses for each one of us that He wants. And it won't necessarily be the same. But what I, I love, I had this thought that it'd be awesome if each one of us goes and finds those verses that ignite that life in us. Because I, I believe that it's possible that we won't just be a family who are just relying on everybody else, but actually there'll be a deep burning in each one of us to live the call of God for our lives. And so that we allow the verses to do that so that then when we come together, it's like all these people that are just so passionate and on fire for what God's doing that it's like this awesome, we see miracles happen. You know, that we see things because we come with expectation because the, the Word is alive within us. And so this morning, I, I just want to invite you to do that in this week. Maybe, you know, I love social media. There's something cool about social media. Maybe you want to post Hashtag Lighthouse, put your verse on Facebook or something like that. But let's be people who allow the Word to work in our life. Let's be people who think about that. Maybe you find that verse that for you is like a, hey, actually today you've got to choose who you're going to serve 
but it's a declaration over your family this morning. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. 